Hello, everybody. Welcome to our live stream. Before I send you into this week's episode of the Chillinoy Podcast, I wanted to remind you that you can support the Chillinoy Podcast and get exclusive access to new episodes of the Chillinoy Podcast at chillinoy.net slash Patreon. Once again, you can get access to exclusive episodes of the Chillinoy Podcast, of which there are more than a few at this point. And you can support us by subscribing to our Patreon. Once again, that's chillinoy.net slash Patreon. Enjoy the episode. Yeah, that's a good idea. We should we should hit our vapes real quick. So for folks that are tuning in right now, we've got a pretty crazy episode. I want to give some background to it. Okay, so uh, on Reddit recently, there was a post. It was the top post for the day. I'm going to share my screen to share the post with you. It said dead body found at rise mundelein question mark eye emoji if you're listening right now and can't see my screen um and as you might imagine there was a whole lot of questions and concerns regarding uh this entire controversy so i posted about it because it seemed pretty crazy and from the comments i could tell there were multiple perspectives on it so um I tweeted about it and I ended up getting a hold of GTI proper, like the folks at GTI. And they called me and said that they are in fact finding mode. That was on December 2nd. Uh, I posted around 1.57 PM. And uh, I asked, you know, can you at least confirm the bare minimum, you know, detail of the story, which is that a dead body was at your location, you know, just, just, at a bare minimum. And they said, uh, again, we're in fact finding mode. I can get back to you with an update. So at that point, I kept the story unconfirmed. Well, they ended up getting back to me and confirming that, in fact, there was a dead body. What I want to use their verbiage just to be certain. Um, They said, It is with great sadness that I can confirm the passing of a woman at our Mundelein, Illinois store. Thank you for reaching out. And I said, can you remind me of your name? And they said their name is Rosie Matteo, the head of the external communications firm for GTI. And anyways, that's that sets up our um, story today. I am joined by Holt, who is willing to speak on the record. Other people, understandably so, have been hesitant to. Holt, I just want to give you uh, the stage. Um, Go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, feel free to tell us why you're uh, speaking on the record and then give us your testimony. And I may ask Um, questions uh, throughout, but I'll try to listen. So real quick before I get started, is like cursing okay or? Fuck yeah, it's okay. (laughs) All right, but um, so I showed up to work that day Thursday at my usual scheduled time, which is four thirty. There was six police cars outside. Now hold on, let's back up. Thursday the first, second, first, first, yeah. December first, two thousand and twenty-two. Okay. So you pull up when? Um, at four thirty p.m. and I see six squad cars outside and an ambulance pulling away. So already I know that we're in for a fucking day at Rise Bundle Line because 
it's always a day there. Um, and so I hear from some coworkers in the parking lot that there might be a dead body inside. Um, and we're all like, what the fuck is going on? Um, we have customers asking us like what's going on with the cops in the parking lot. Um, and at this point, like it was only a rumor. So we just said, Oh, it's something separate. Don't worry about it. Um, so I go inside and head to the break room to punch in. And there's a ton of my coworkers in the break room. Um, and everybody's got like this really like solemn, somber vibe to them. And, uh, one of my coworkers tells me that, uh, somebody died in the bathroom and they're still here. Um, so essentially at that point it was, so my position, um, I was a patient care specialist, um, but I, uh, I worked mostly back a house. I fulfilled orders. So essentially like a receipt machine would spit out a receipt. I'd go pick the products and then throw it in the window for the uh, cashiers to pick up and ring out. So in back a house, it was business as usual. We weren't really in terribly close proximity to the body and it wasn't in view of customers. So we were kind of just chugging along as normal. Um, I had made it clear to a lot of my coworkers that I thought it was really fucked up that we were still open. Um, and I was like, the first thing I said to everybody when I found out it happened is why the fuck are we still open? Um, and to which I, you know, unanimous, unanimous agreement by my coworkers who were also, um, in shock that first of all, this happened. And then second of all, um, things are just appearing to like run as normal regardless of this. Um, I then, um, throughout the day decided that like, I wanted to talk to management about it. Um, but obviously they had a fuck ton going on cause they're dealing with the police, um, and everything else. So at one point our main manager is walking past me and I didn't even have the opportunity to say anything, but I just gave him, um, a look that I feel like communicated, what the fuck are we still doing here? And his answer was to that. Um, don't worry. We are working on it. Um, so a little bit more time goes by and essentially we're starting to hear that it doesn't seem like we're going to close. 
And what time um, is this, do you think, approximately? This is probably around like 5.15. So at this point, I've been at work for 45 minutes. Um, I will say I, I don't know for sure the inner workings of our corporate department, but from what I heard from people, um, essentially, this was a decision that had to be made by corporate. It was not a decision that could be made by any um, on-site people. And it required a committee to vote to decide whether to open the store or not. And first, it was taking a long time to even just get in touch with all of the committee members. And then um, it seems like one by one, as committee members were getting contacted, um, the feelings they were having was that we should not close. And the justification we could have for not closing is that we were a medical um, you know, dispensary and people need their medicine so we couldn't close. Now, first of all, I think that's up for debate. Um, we've closed during extenuating circumstances um, in other times. I've worked at, or I used to work at GTI for over a year. So I spent last winter there. We had uh, one of those days that was terribly cold and we ended up closing the store for that. Um, so, I mean, Rise not closing isn't, is pretty much normal, but it's also not impossible. We have closed for extenuating circumstances before. Um, so at this point, a, our manager who I made the face at earlier, um, probably about 15 minutes after comes in and pulls everybody together. And this is the first official word from management that anything is even going on. Um, like everything I've heard before has just been word of mouth through coworkers who are either supervisors, which is separate from management at GTI. Um, they're on a lower level or, you know, from coworkers who are at my same level. But the first thing management says is they confirm that um, someone died in the store and they then um, give us the option to, if we are not comfortable working, to go home and uh, as forfeit our pay for the day because we went home unpaid. Um, and, uh, but we wouldn't have any uh, punishment like 
uh, attendance policy points or anything like that if we decided to go. So, um, so my friend and I, um, we left right then and there. Um, I, I did not see the body myself, but I had a lot of coworkers that did. Um, I, I don't know the specific details for how the body was, um, God, for lack of a better term, I guess, kept. Um, but I do know that not enough was done to prevent coworkers from having to see it. Um, and I just, I feel so bad for them because I don't know, it really fucked with a lot of people there. Um, and uh, so the next day, I show up for work at my normally scheduled time, and like I just I can't do it. I um, I decide to have about a half hour into my shift. I decide to have a conversation with management. Um, so I go upstairs to talk to management, and um. I spoke with a manager who was not there the day before and so wasn't present during the events. Um, and I basically just laid out like, hey, um, yesterday was really fucked up and I'm pretty disgusted and ashamed to be uh, a member of this company. To which she then says, well, a lot of people have been taking today it's like a day to recuperate um, and get some rest. And then so I ask, is that an option for me? They, she says, yes. I'm like, cool, I'm fucking out of here. I go home. The next day, I get a text from my coworkers that a bunch of supervisors called in and the day is a complete shit show. Um, so I call in that day and then Tuesday of this week was my next scheduled day. And I went in, said goodbye to my coworkers, went upstairs and quit. Um, so uh, during my conversations upstairs with management, I wasn't given any details about it. Management day of did not send out an email or anything regarding the situation. In fact, about, well, let's see, I'll actually take a look at the time I got the email. I left right around 5.30 and from management, um, We got an email, let's see, 
Um, okay, so maybe I left a little bit earlier. We got an email 524 from management. Um, and so this notification pops up on my phone and I see it's an email from a manager and I assume they're going to acknowledge it or talk, talk about it at all. And it is literally an update for the coat drive that we are running as uh, a store. And this was from a manager who was on site at the time, like, like no, no official word for management happened until, um, until eight o'clock that night, which eight was what night? The uh, eight o'clock. Actually, it was Friday, December 2nd. So no official word came from management until eight o'clock the next day. What did the official uh, word? What was the message? Team, as most of you are probably aware by now, we had a very unfortunate incident in our store yesterday. Unfortunately, unexpected things like this can happen at any moment, and this is another example of one of those. As hard it is, as it, things like this can be to encounter, I do want to say that I am very proud of everyone in the store for keeping their poise and being respectful during the situation. We will be having a grief counselor on site today and Monday starting at 10 a.m. for everyone for anyone who may need slash want to speak with someone. If you would also like to speak with management, we will make ourselves available as well as attached a resource for any immediate help needed. Again, I appreciate all your helps and efforts during this tragic event. Please feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns. Um, and then there was a disability resource um, service uh like a handout on like dealing with grief okay attached to that email then um that same day friday the second we got a okay i misspoke so that email was the last email that I just read was at 8 a.m., not 8 p.m. So Friday at 8 a.m., we got the first official word from management. And then we got at 5 o'clock p.m., we got official word from the CEO. Um, this says, Rise Mundelein team. As you may know, a this is from incident. Ben Kovler, the CEO. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, as you may know, a tragic incident occurred at Rise Mundelein yesterday. A customer who visited our store was found unresponsive in the restroom. The team immediately called the local authorities while our trained security team attempted uh, resuscitation. Emergency medical staff arrived promptly and continued emergency response protocol. Sadly, they eventually confirmed that she had passed. My heart breaks for our customer and, our fam and her family and friends that are coping with this unimaginable loss. I will, personally, I will be personally reaching out to the family and send my deepest condolences and offer any support we can. 
I also want to check in with all of you. The situation is heavy and overwhelming. It may be difficult for some of you to focus right now, and that is okay. Your well-being is our top priority, and I encourage you to leverage our on-site counselor. Please know you have my support along with the Rise Mundelein leadership team to take the space and time you need to take care of you. Thank you for continuing to support our patients, customers, and each other during this tough time. If you need anything at all, please don't hesitate to reach out. Matt. So um, I found out on Friday the 2nd when I came into work the next day that we did not close at all um, Thursday. Um, when I had left, the body was still there, um, and the coroner hadn't shown up yet, and so the body couldn't be moved without the coroner there. Um, so I also don't know if anybody told you about this, um, but Thursday was an insane day because while... Um, I believe this happened that the woman passed away near the lounge. So the lounge employees were the ones that were most affected by having to um, see it, potentially be around it, stuff like that. So while all of the lounge employees are, are in the lounge trying to recoup um, something pops on the news, uh, talking about one of our customers. Um, this is a bit of a sidetrack, so I'm sorry if you want to end up cutting this out, my bad. But that day, in addition to all of the chaos because of the customer who died at Rise, we also found out that one of our customers who was banned from the lounge for taking photos of employees and customers in the lounge, um, like essentially creep shots. Um, he, um, and actually he was banned from the lounge, but he was still allowed to come in and purchase. Um, he just couldn't stay and smoke. I literally saw him, I don't know exactly what day, but probably two, three weeks ago, filming female customers um, in the store, to which security um, kind of noticed too late and didn't really get the opportunity to do anything um, while he was in the store. But I think they then made the decision to like completely ban him this time. But... So his fucking face pops on the news, on the TVs in the lounge, because he killed his family and himself. Um, I believe it was like a family of four, or maybe like four others, and then himself. Um, so we're both trying to deal with this dead body which is literally in our store and then the insane realization 
that one of our customers who all of us are familiar with because we all hate him has just murdered his family and himself. Um, management has never said a word um, about him. Um, but his picture literally showed up on the news and we all recognized him while we're there. So it was just really, really insane timing to have to be dealing with both of those at the same time. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I have a few questions for you, but do you have anything else you want to add? I kind of wanted to give you the stage. So, um, I think I said everything <laughs> that I could think of, but I'm happy to answer some questions. What do you got? Sure. Um, one of the things that I feel like I didn't necessarily hear in your story today that I've heard in other people's, you know, uh, when they recount what happened, this is what they say. Is it true or did you hear this? It sounds like maybe you weren't around for this and that's okay. I'm just trying to understand. Did you also hear that um, management or they were setting up barriers so that people couldn't see the body? I didn't hear anything specifically about a barrier. What I did hear is that, and this was just hearsay from coworkers. This is not something I saw or experienced myself, but what I okay. did hear is that she was in the bathroom and the bathroom door was open. But I, okay. Somebody saw the bathroom door open. Like the, like, a coworker saw her like after we all already knew this is happening, a coworker walked past that bathroom and oh, okay. saw her. It's and not the like the coworker found her um or anything, but like yeah, we had coworkers who were just ended up being in the wrong place at the wrong time and had to see the body because I don't know the details of how or why, but regardless, it was not properly um, contained. Sure. Do you um, do you know? Can you give me? I know we weren't here. It sounds like you arrived after the point. But did anybody tell you exactly how the body was initially discovered? I don't know that. Um, all I heard was um, one of our loss prevention people found the body and started um, CPR immediately when they found it. But my assumption is I heard that the customer had passed out in the bathroom. So my assumption is that like essentially we noticed that the bathroom door had been locked for too long. Right. So yeah, that's a, that's also what I had heard. And I want to be clear that this is what I'm about to say is hearsay, but what I had heard is that, um, it's a restroom near the consumption lounge or close to it. And that it had been occupied for a large amount of time. And that maybe one of your consumption lounge people noticed, you know, like, Hey, 
this bathroom has been occupied for a while. Um, but again, that's all hearsay. I wanted to make sure that people knew that when I say that. Um, yeah, I, I can't confirm that for sure. Sure. But thank you for being candid about that. Yeah. Thank you for being candid about the things you can't confirm. It's very important with this story to tell, to be very, very forthright about, you know, what you did see firsthand and maybe even what you heard firsthand. Uh, but also to just keep it all in mind, you know, that this is, it's like anything in life, folks, you see something. And if you ask five people about it, you'll get five slightly separate stories. That's not to say that they didn't all see the same thing. You know, it's just that it's, imp I, I want to, I'm trying to be uh, responsible with this information here. So, yeah. well, um, can I, so I guess I just wanted to ask you as we step away from this, what made you feel, uh, comfortable speaking with me on the record um i'd already quit so uh did you sign any paperwork or anything um no but i did turn in my badges and then actually right before you called me i got um my like response to my official email resignation because when i quit they were like okay you have to email us officially for our HR records. So I did that and they responded um, uh, kind of right before our call. So I think that relationship is officially over at this point. And uh, yeah, I just think it was handled completely poorly um, to the point where I feel so bad for this woman and her family because to be caught up in all of this is just deeply unfair yeah. um, for her and those who have to deal with it. But at the same time, I also think it's really important that we acknowledge that this shit actually happened because like this shouldn't be okay. And, um, it's why I left the company. I'm uncomfortable working for a company that has the expectation of its employees to continue acting like everything is normal while you are working next to a dead body. Um, and you might feel it goes without saying, but what do you feel would have been the appropriate response? The appropriate response would have been closing. At the very least, what could have been done is close until the body is gone. If we absolutely had to keep a portion open, um, the medical drive-through, roll-through could have been kept open with still privacy given. And that would have solved their problem of needing to be available for medical patients. But instead, we kept everything open, not just the potential essentials. Um, um, I know that a lot of the coworkers went home. Um, to the point where essentially only supervisors were 
left and um i heard from a coworker who worked that night that to make up for all of the losses of employees that night specifically they called in a bunch of people from corporate so it was a lot of people from corporate that night and then management and supervisors and then whichever employees essentially needed their paycheck so bad that they couldn't afford to forfeit it. Gotcha. Well, um, I just wanted to thank you for sitting down today to talk about this. Um, yeah, I mean, the, re the reason I wanted to talk about it, I feel bad. Um, I don't want to air this out for the family. I don't want it to their loss to be felt any more any longer than it should. Right. The grieving process takes long enough. And then you have people talking about it, which could inflame that. And right. So I don't want I hate to contribute to it. But on the other hand, the way that that they treated this to me, it felt like it should at least at the very least just be acknowledged. Um, you know, I, I've received comments from other people that were there that don't want to speak on the record, um, that they felt like this was treated like a cleanup on aisle nine, as opposed to a person that was found dead on site. I um, would definitely agree with that sentiment. Um, it was considered an inconvenience and not a tragedy. Um, and I think as much as I want this family to have their peace and closure, I think it's really important that the inhumanity of GTI's behavior during this event is heard because It was it was the l biggest example of corporate greed I've ever experienced personally. Um, just like an absolute complete disregard for human life and just bottom all all they care about is the bottom line and i don't know i i'm ashamed to have been with the company for as long as i was um and it was already i was already struggling with problems with the company before all of this but this for me was the straw that broke the camel's back. I just, it was handled with the least respect possible. Um, and there was no regard for it did not feel like there was any regard for this woman um and that it was as i mentioned before it was an inconvenience it wasn't a tragedy
Well, um, I guess the only other question I have for you, did, did you have any sense that any customers were aware that this had occurred, had occurred? So you, I, and I guess I'll rephrase my question a bit besides myself. Do you have a feeling that the public is aware of this? At to all? some extent, yes, but not nearly enough. Um, so the the way our phone system worked at rise for a long time is we had um a third party call center that would take care of all of our phone calls um and then uh essentially because that third party call center was not based in the u.s and they didn't really know our policies we ended up changing it so we actually put phones in the store and we started answering the phone in store. The next day, uh, Friday the 2nd, when I went in, one of my managers let us know that they had disconnected the phones from the store that day because people were calling the store and saying horrible things and that we as employees shouldn't have to deal with that so they disconnected the phones that day and we're going back to the call center for like the rest of the week at least whether these were people who were aware of the situation and were upset about it or were simply upset because it meant they had to wait a little bit longer to pick up their products i'm not sure um but can since I worked back of house um, and didn't interact with customers on that day, I that is my only frame of reference for, does it seem like people know about this? Um, and, you know, whether customers knew what was going on at the time. Gotcha. Well, um, I just want to thank you again for speaking on the record today. Um, you know, I totally understand the folks that have supplied me. I want to say thank you if the folks are listening right now that have, you know, hooked me up with some information. Thank you for doing that. And I understand wanting to stay anonymous, especially if, if it relies on, like you said earlier, your income, you know, like if, if you telling this story would jeopardize, you know, a, a reliable source of income for you and cause a lot of trouble in your life. I don't want that, you know, um, but I do want this story to get told. So if anybody's listening that hasn't shared anything with me, feel free to reach out. If you feel like we missed, uh, you know, an important detail. Um, yeah, again, the, the spirit of today's conversation is full transparency. I I'm trying to be very fair and balanced about this. I'm not trying to be, um, sensationalist about it, you know, um, as I tried to show in the beginning of this show, I, I tried to do my due diligence and vetting it. Um, you know, when a claim like this goes, when it, I, I almost said when it goes viral, but when it, when it gets very popular and people are like, did this happen? Did the, did, did it happen or did it not? I called your store that day and I didn't say anything nasty. I asked them straight up, was a dead body found in your store yesterday? 
And she said that they would have to connect me with the proper authorities. And then that's when PR reached out to me. Um, so whether or not people called and said nasty things that that's actually possible because again, the post was like at the top of the page on Reddit that day. Um, so a lot of people were seeing it. A lot of people were like, what the fuck's going on? So it's possible that other people like myself were like, you know, instead of just engaging in the Reddit rumor mill, rumor mill, I'm just going to call him and hear it from the horse's mouth. Right. So anyways, um, thank you again for sitting down with me today. We'll wrap this up and head out of here. So cool.